The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. All right, the Royals have had their mini slump now. So it's time for the offense to set the alarm clock and wake up in a hurry or else KC is going to snooze away the division lead and make things much more difficult heading into September. As we welcome you in to another edition of Dave O's Dish on Clubhouse Conversation, the Royals completely drummed at the hands of the Indians 6-1 to in Game 1 of 3. We told you last night, I was very, very concerned about this three-game set versus Cleveland. And this is why Cleveland is hot. They've got a little swagger right now. You can tell the rally mustaches, four and a half back of the Royals now, they're right there for the wild card. I mean, Cleveland is still a long shot if you go by the numbers to make the postseason, but they come in here and sweep this weekend, they're right back in things again. They're excited right now, and the Royals need to be the, the Royals need that swagger back. I feel like the last few nights they really haven't had that swagger. Yeah, they had a nice walk-off with Alex Gordon. Yeah, they had a nice comeback, but, I mean, they've laid an egg, obviously, the last two nights. Same thing against the Yankees in game one. The Royals are actually fortunate they've won any games on this homestand. They really are. They're two and three as they sit right now, which is not good. We said coming in, they needed to go six and four on this homestand. So the, the Royals need to finish this homestand four and one by my calculations. You've got three against the Rangers and two against Cleveland. You've got to find a way to get four of your next five on this homestand because things get a lot tougher when you head in the road for six. You've got three at Yankee Stadium and three at Comerica Park. And you know, Detroit's got a doubleheader. They've got three coming up against the White Sox. They're probably going to win two of the next three. That means the Royals are in very, very dangerous territory of losing that first-place crown that they've held the last couple of weeks. You didn't, you didn't want to see them lose it at all, but I think it's probably inevitable they could slip back into second for a while. There's still a lot of baseball to be played. we still got, what, 28 games left, a full month of baseball. But this is the time of year where the Royals now can't afford to get further back than a game at this point. You've got to stay within a game of Detroit. If you're within a game, you're fine. You've got six games left against them head-to-head. But if you look at Detroit, like I said, if the Royals don't win four of the next five, they're going to be in second place when they hit, hit the road. I think if the Royals go three and two, which is very likely the next five, it's very likely they could split the next two with Cleveland and take two out of three from Texas and make them three and two, and that would not be a good homestand, by the way. It would be five and five in the homestand, but not be good against these teams. But if that happens, if the Royals go three and two these next five, they're going to be at least a game back in Detroit. You don't want that. You go four and one, you should be tied with Detroit, worst-case scenario. So go 4-1 and one the next five, and you're fine. But the Royals, my point in telling you all this, I mean, Detroit does have some tough games coming up after the Sox. Assuming they take three out of four this weekend, they do have four at Cleveland, which is good because Cleveland's hot right now, and I believe Cleveland will win at least two against Detroit, which is a nice thing to look forward to for the Royals. And then Detroit has three against the Giants, who are obviously battling for the playoffs and seeding as well. So Detroit's got a rough week next week before they play the Royals, which is a good thing. But my point being, the Royals need to take care of business right now. They cannot afford to give away any more games. They've, they've kind of had their little mini slump, which we knew was coming. You're not going to play 750, 8-10 ball. You know, you're not going to keep rattling off ridiculous amounts of 4 out of 5s and 15 out of 20s and so on and so forth. And let, let's face it, the Royals were going to have a little, a little, a little stretch where they're not scoring a lot of runs. It's, it's just going to happen. The Royals, to start off with, are not a gifted offensive team. We've been talking about that all year. They're just good enough. They've got a nice little balance in their lineup, but there's still a lot of deficiencies you know, that we talk about often from not taking walks to not working pitchers to uh, you know, not having a lot of power. 
so on and so forth. I mean, we talked about that ad nauseum. The Rails offense is good enough to win because of their pitching and defense, but when they don't play well, they have razor-thin margin for error. So you got to get the bats going and got to get the bats going in a hurry. And just, they got to come out and just be relaxed tomorrow night, look for the pitch up. I feel like with the Royals, they're kind of losing their swagger right now. You look at Cleveland, they come in with the rally mustaches, and they just look confident like they were having fun. The Royals look a little tight right now. So just come out tomorrow with James Shields pitching, stay loose, wait for the pitch up, be patient, get a win tomorrow, and I think the Royals can get things back on track. But it is getting to the point where if they struggle for a couple more games, you do have to start getting a little bit worried for the Royals. Now, as far as tonight goes... There's just not much to talk about offensively. It was terrible. The Royals' offense was tonight. They left 12 men on base after 11 last night. They're stranding runners left and right. They're not getting the big extra base hits, mostly just singles when they do get on, not really walking. 12 men on base tonight. The only one bright spot was Alcides Escobar, four for five. Nice job in that two-hole. Defensively, Billy Butler had a horrible defensive play where he – he was not going to throw out the runner at second base. And he knew it because he didn't even look at the second right away. He fielded the ball, kind of said, you know, thought for three tenths of a second, then looked at second, and then said, oh, okay, I better just go to first. By then it was too late. And Vargas is not supposed to cover first, in my opinion, on that. Butler was four steps from the bag. Butler has to either throw the ball right away or run to first base right away. Either way, you get an out. Well, for sure you get the out if you walk to first base. Probably shouldn't have thrown that ball. Probably had no chance at second base. But, I mean, we've seen Billy Butler have that problem. We saw him drop a pop-up the other night. We saw the one in Oakland. We saw the, the, the error on Christian Colon at third base, what, eight games ago or so, or that bounced right into Butler's glove that should have been picked. I mean, it's to the point Eric Hosmer does start his rehab tomorrow. They say 20 at-bats. I would expect Eric Hosmer to join the Royals when they head out on this road trip. I do think that's going to happen at the latest by the time they go to Comerica Park in Detroit, the second part of that road trip. So it'll be nice to get Haas back. We're starting to see, like I said, Billy Butler's done an admirable job filling in at first. He really has. He's been better defensively than I thought he would be for the majority of that time, not playing that position for so long. So I'm not trying to bash Billy Butler here. I'm just saying the Royals, if they're not scoring runs, we're seeing again that they have razor margin for error out there. And Eric Hosmer is considerably better defensively. So the Royals need him out there at first base, and they'll get him back a little bit sooner than I thought. I, I thought it would be about September 10th. It's looking more and more like it'll be about the 5th or 6th of September when we see Haas return to Kansas City. Now, pitching-wise, Jason Vargas battled, didn't really have it again tonight. I say again, he only gave up two runs in his last outing at Texas, but did give up 11 hits that day. Today, another double-figure hit day. Six innings, 10 hits, four runs, five Ks, no walks. Vargas struggled. Teams that really stay to right field against him and just basically sell out to right field, when I'm talking about right-handed hitters, or teams that just take it to the opposite field against him, period, seem to really hit him pretty well. It's something that's slightly concerning because you would think some more teams are going to start doing that. You've seen Detroit do that this year, Texas, Oakland, and now we saw Cleveland tonight. So that's something that the Royals will have to make adjustments to with Vargas going forward as teams continue to just opposite field him to death. Scott Downs comes in, don't really trust him as the Royals' bullpen now becomes a question mark outside of three pitchers. I mean, even as even six weeks ago, you had Francisco Bueno as lights out. You had Aaron Crow was still doing pretty well. And you acquired Jason Frazier a few weeks back. You think he's going to be really good, and he was his first few outings, but he's been kind of shaky since then. The Royals' bullpen, you know, between Bruce Chen, you know, who we talked about last night, he'd either be DFA'd or put in the DL most likely, or they could try to keep him. They had two options. They chose the option of 
moving on from Chen. It was the right one. I'm sure it's tough for the Royals and for Chen. I, I hate to see him go. He's in a lot for this organization. So I want to thank Bruce on the point zero 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 one percent chance he's listening right now. But they, they made the right move by bringing up another arm, being proactive. You can't afford to risk having Bruce Chen come into a meaningful game, as we, as we talked about last night. But even getting rid of Chen, Lewis Coleman comes in a scoreless inning, but did walk somebody with a K. He's been good at Omaha, ERA in the mid-threes. Not great. And he's been bad in Kansas City. He left a couple pitches up tonight that weren't hit. That breaking ball still staying in the middle of the plate. I don't know what to think of Coleman right now. One of my favorite guys the last several years since he came up through Wilmington after we took him from LSU. But I'm a little nervous about Coleman. Downs I don't trust at all. And Bueno, who we mentioned had been lights out, is now getting lit up on a consistent basis. And his spot in the playoff roster is now appearing unlikely if the Royals make the playoffs. I don't believe Bueno will be on it. His spot next year is now very unlikely. And his fact on you know his spot in this team could be a little bit in jeopardy, depending on how many guys the Royals plan on bringing up before Tuesday. So the guys are eligible for the playoff roster. If they want to bring up a, a Finnegan or a Gore or a Knicks or what have you, whoever they bring up to the Major League roster, there's a decent chance Bueno or Downs could be sent out. And Bueno's been getting lit up, and that's too bad, too. Another one of my favorite guys. But you look at his, his outing tonight, two hits, two runs, a home run, and Bueno's now allowed two earned runs or more in four of his last five outings. None of those outings longer than an inning and two-thirds. So he's allowed two runs earned in four of his last five outings, not getting the job done as Bueno's ERA is well into the fours now. It'll be interesting to see what the Royals do to make a move for some of these guys up at the major league level. Bueno out of options, of course, and you, you could probably get away with sneaking him on the roster for a few more days to keep him on the September roster if you'd like, but... The 40-man space things becomes an issue at some point, although I guess there's still quite a few guys they can move off, such as Aaron Brooks, Casey Coleman, etc. We'll see what happens, though. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's one more little move made this weekend to get a major league arm in that bullpen because for as loaded as we thought it was, and in the grand scheme, it's still a damn good bullpen. It's still the best in baseball, but that's because of those three guys at the back. Outside of those three guys at the back, it's like you go from all-star, all-star, all-star to... 4A, 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 minor league, minor league. It's like there's, it's like you almost, it really is like you go from all star to fringe major leaguers to the middle relief guys on that bullpen. So that, that's somewhat of an issue. And like I said before, that'll be largely remedied in the playoffs by having Guthrie and or Ventura available in that bullpen, or a guy like Liam Hendricks will help out a lot as well. So there are some guys that can step in, but for the moment being, the Royals' bullpen is a little bit leaky. But, of course, the offense needs to wake up. That's the main thing. If the offense wakes up, the middle relievers are not near as important with the back end being as strong as it is and with the rotation being as strong as it is. We just seem to be having the bullpen magnified more when the Royals aren't scoring runs and they're thus getting behind. So we'll see what happens. It's James Shields against Trevor Bauer tomorrow. TJ House, Danny Duffy on Sunday. The Royals... Have an edge the next two days. Not a giant edge, but they do have an edge. We're thinking between 55 and 60% both games as far as percent likely that the Royals win. Tomorrow's matchup worries me, as I told you last night. Bauer's been getting better. He's finally starting to put it together. He's always had that raw talent, his ego and personality and his dad and that kind of stuff kind of got in the way when he first came up. If you read a lot about him and watch some of his YouTube videos, it's kind of fascinating. He was thought very highly of himself, let's put it that way. But I think Bauer's finally listening and starting to put it together with Cleveland. So I'm a little bit worried tomorrow, especially with the offense struggling. But I just feel like if the Royals can come out and put together good at bats, quit swinging so early. And they do that all year, I'm aware. There's plenty of games where it does work, but I don't know. It, it, it seems like they're not, it seems like when they're, they're hacking at, 
it pitches up, they do great. But when they're hacking and anything else, it's like right now they're just hacking and everything. Breaking balls down, hack, hack, hack. Breaking ball down, change up down, fastball up. They they just they're not getting anything over the middle of the plate right now because they're swinging at just about anything else. I want to see the Royals go out there, just take a deep breath tomorrow, have fun, put together some good at bats. James Shields needs to be big game James after a rough outing his last time out. He needs to be big game James tomorrow because tomorrow is. A big game. Detroit with a doubleheader. If they sweep and the Royals lose, bam, you're a game back all of a sudden. You need to win that game tomorrow. You don't want to lose three in a row, and you don't want to be staring a 500 homestand straight in the eyes with two last-place teams in there. So let's get a win tomorrow. Shields against Bauer. I'm still a bit concerned about this series. Let's hope, though, the Royals can come out and just take a deep breath. They're fine. They're going to inevitably have a week like this, and the fact that they were so hot for so long allows them to have a week like this and still be fine. So hang in there, Royals fans. The good thing, too, like I said, is Detroit does have an easy weekend, but their schedule does get a little more challenging with four against Cleveland and three against the Giants. You would figure Detroit, best case, goes four and three next week. So the Royals take care of business. These next five games get four of them. They should be okay then if they can go close to 500 on that next road trip.